Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm Sean Devlin. And I'm Duncan Stevenson. And welcome to the second episode of The Stride. In today's episode, we will be joined by our first two guests, both former teammates and apprentices of ours, Cam Jones and CJ Brown. It's a dope interview. We're excited for you guys to listen to it. Let's do it. go we got our first two guests on the show pretty pumped to have them on our first one is cam jones he's captain of Wayland high school football team and wrestling team this past year he was a all league wide receiver and an all-state place winner on the wrestling mat next year in the fall he will continue his football career at amherst college so we're pretty pumped to have him on cam say what's up what's up guys thank you for having me yeah our next guest is cj brown CJ was also a captain of the football and wrestling teams at Wayland High School along with Cam Jones. Uh, he was a sectional champion wrestler, and he will be playing college football at Malacaster College starting in the fall. So uh, welcome, CJ. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. All right, sweet. So how are we doing? How's quarantine? How are we staying in shape for football? What's going on? Uh, for me, it's been a lot of uh, bodyweight workouts in my basement. Um, I don't know about you guys, but just trying to, you know, stay on the grind, stay in shape, be the best shape possible next fall. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm lucky enough to have a home gym, so it hasn't been too much of a disruption for me. Um, and, you know, Amherst is sending me workouts and stuff, which is really nice, though. So. Similar stuff for us, a lot of bodyweight stuff. I'm also lucky enough to use someone else's home gym, so pretty uh, pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, so here we go. Uh, let's get into the interview a bit. Uh, this will be a question we ask all of our guests. So it's kind of will be a staple of the pod. Um, and I'll just ask Cam first and then uh, CJ can respond. Uh, so how do you define leadership? What is like the first thing you think about when you think about a good leader? So the way I think leadership is, is just being dependable. In, in my eyes, it's someone, a leader is someone that other guys can, can look at and just, and just know that, you know, it, like in sports, like he's always going to know what he's doing. He's always going to do it the right way. And he's just someone that other people can look at and model the way that they do things after to help benefit the group as a whole. So like big on like, um, leading with your actions, being a role model for others? Yeah, for sure. Very much more so than, you know, being the pound your chest and scream kind of guy. Yeah. Seems more of that subtle confidence where you kind of know what you're doing, you know the way around, and you know how to help people, but it's not that overconfidence where, just as you said, you're pounding your chest or anything. So, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I like that. CJ, what do you think? Um, for me, I, I would think of a definition of leadership as, uh, well, the first thing that comes to mind would be the Vince Lombardi quote that they give us with the, uh, Whalen football plaques for becoming a captain. And that quote is, uh, leaders are, are not born. Leaders are made, uh, they're made by their hard work and dedication. So it goes along with what Cam said, just, you know, a leader isn't necessarily the guy who is at the front of the room, uh, given the rah-rah speech, it's the guy who's there every day, grinding, you know, working hard day in, day out, and leading by example. Great. 
Yeah, um, that leads into our next question uh, perfectly, actually. Um, so I guess continuing with you, CJ, can you just talk a little bit about how you worked your way up to um, these leadership positions, both in football and wrestling, uh, kind of the path you took um, from like freshman year to uh, through senior year? So I was not named a uh, captain in the freshman football team, which was something that I um, wasn't very happy with personally. Um, it was actually, it was one of my goals going into the year that I wanted to be named captain. Um, so I wasn't happy with that. And I, you know, sophomore year for football and wrestling was a lot of a JV role for me personally. You know, all I could do was wait behind those guys in front of me to graduate and, uh, you know, work hard in the meantime. Uh, my junior year, I was fortunate enough to be able to start in both football and wrestling. And um, I, I don't know what it is, what it was, but I guess I did something to impress my teammates enough to have them elect me captain in both sports. Um, so yeah, that would, I, I would say that's the path that my leadership has taken. Yeah. It sounds like just based on your definition of leadership, it sounds like you're, the path you took was a true testament to that, you know, you know, starting off freshman year, you know, you set this goal to be a captain and kind of didn't really work out for you, but then it's just leaders are not born, you know, they, they get there, they work hard and that's what you did. And, uh, you know, I remember being in high school and I just saw that a lot of your work ethic and throughout the years, and that's a true testament to it. And, but on the other side, there's kind of Cam, you're kind of in a different situation here where, you know, you were a guy who on our team uh, your sophomore year, you know, you got a starting spot on the offense and kind of your leadership kind of took a different route. So how would you describe like why are uh, your leadership, how you could work your way up to your leadership position? Um, well, I think, yes, it is different than TJ's. It's like, I think different overall, but I think that process is still the same where, you know, it's very, very rare it doesn't happen often where someone walks onto a team and immediately becomes like their guy, like their leader. So it's a process in the sense that you have to watch guys and you have to learn from people who are better than you and who are above you um, before you can become that guy. And so I think that's something that I kind of took to heart my sophomore year. Like I watched, you know, Joey Lydon, you know, Duncan, all, you know, all the, we had a really good group of senior receivers and like Ben R. Um, and so like, I was just set on, you know, I'm, I'm a quiet guy. Like I like to watch people. I watched, you know, how they did things. And, and I just think that that was a huge part of it. And so of course, over time, you know, as you guys left, like I just, it, it just kind of happened where I watched to the point where I could start replicating some of the things that those older guys were doing. And then eventually it just became, you know, how it was senior year and all that. Right. You talked a little bit about how um, you're kind of like a quiet guy, quiet leadership style. Um, so, yeah, if you could just expand on that and talk about, like, how that looks throughout the course of a season in, like, your leadership style, not being the rah-rah guy um, and kind of leading by example. Um, well, those people that know me know that. I, I'm not the most socially outgoing person. I don't, not huge on talking to people I don't know, not huge on, you know, speaking more than I have to. So that's just how I am as a person. 
And so, you know, when I'm on the field, it only makes sense if I'm, you know, the same way I am when I'm off the field. And so I just kind of think actions are much more valuable than words are. And it's, it's a lot easier to, I think, communicate through examples and through, you know, showing like physically how to do things on a, like a football field, for example. I just think it's a lot more um, effective way of, of teaching and teaching younger guys and, and learning from older people. So that's just the way that I've always done things. And it's the way that's worked for me. Of course, everyone's different, but that's kind of what I found to be the most helpful. Yeah. Um, CJ, what about you? How would you describe your leadership style personally? So I would, um, although I would say I'm an extroverted person, like definitely an outgoing guy, I would also say I'm more of a quiet lead by example kind of leader. Um, I would say Cam and I were fortunate enough, fortunate enough to have other captains who were able to be the guys to be up front of the locker room, you know, doing the talking, um, giving those speeches where we can kind of take a back seat and focus on, you know, making our own personal relationships with our teammates and um, that getting into that type of thing. I think that's where I, or where my leadership style um, is most effective in, you know, creating relationships with, or it was with creating relationships with my teammates and being able to help my teammates, I would say. Yeah, yeah if I could so, add to that. Yeah, I think, I think what CJ made a great point. Like we, me, CJ, Mason Boulevard, and Marcos Pereira had a really good balance because, you know, those two people that know them, they're very, they're people, you know, guys. So it was easy for CJ and I to take a backseat and to be the lead by example guys because Mason and Marcos were doing such a great job with, you know, getting people hyped up and like screaming. And, and that is a valuable part of it as well. Right. I think yeah, that speaks yeah. to just like how many different, um, you know, forms of leadership there are, you know, um, well, someone might be the choir guy, the lead by example guy, you know, that piece of, as you said, being a rah-rah guy, um, you know, getting people's faces, stuff like that um, is also has a valuable role uh, in a team environment. Yeah. 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 So pushing more into this a little bit, how do you think that quiet leadership style that both of you guys use, um, helps motivate your peers in high school. So how do you, how does that help motivate them to be better and get better? I, I see it as it's, it's very easy to look at what someone's doing and, and be motivated by, cause, cause like me, for example, like I wasn't always the most athletic person. Like I spent time doing everything. Like I can't tell you like, Everyone makes fun of me for, you know, running only the comeback route in football. But I can't tell you how many times me and Mason ran that route on the on the turf, like literally countless times. So I just think being able to look at what someone's doing and to model what you're doing after that is just so important and such a good way for people to learn. And so being the quiet leader and, and all that is just, I think it's just a really important part of being a leader and, and leading by example. Right. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that, Cam. And um, I'd take it um, into the wrestling room, you know. Uh, when, when it comes to getting better at wrestling, the, really the only way to do that is, like, drilling hard, um, you know, going hard in practice. And I, I would say that there were a select group of people, um, you know, yourself and myself included, who would drill 
100% almost all of practice, which, you know, which is something that as an underclassman, you look to the center circle, you look to the captains when they're drilling, you look to see like what they're doing when you don't know, know a move, right? And if you see uh, those leaders, you know, going hard 100% of the time, then you're going to want to work hard 100% of the time. You're going to want to reach those same goals. Yeah. Right. Um, so talking a bit more specifically about leading, have, holding a leadership role in a high school environment, um, do you think it's like particularly hard to motivate and hold high schoolers accountable, like high school-aged athletes and participants? Uh, either of you want to start with that? So yes and no. Um, I would say it, a lot of it is about the culture. Um, especially around your specific sport um, in, the, in your school. So take, for example, you know, the Wayland football culture, right? Um, you go back to 2017, we had a rough year, four and seven, uh, not a great senior leadership class. But then, you know, you guys came in, Sean and Duncan, and turned that around, right? And ever since then, we've only gone up, you know, we had four losses with your senior year, then three the next year, two this year. Um, if if it's a winning culture and people want to be successful, I I don't think it's hard to motivate high schoolers. I but I if, agree with CJ. Yeah. Sorry, keep, keep going. Go go ahead, Cam. Um, I agree. I think, I mean, like Wayland football has a great culture. Like you like you see on Instagram every day, like a ridiculous amount of guys working out every single day, and it's it's awesome to see. But I think high schoolers are inherently like drawn towards certain things that get in the way of, you know, high school sports, I think. And so I think there are almost always going to be guys where, you know, football, they may like it, they may play, but it's definitely not the most important thing on their mind at any given time. And so I think a real tough position that, you know, captains are put in is, is how do you deal with, you know, the people who play football because, you know, they're, it's fun and their friends like it. But, you know, they don't really – some. They, but they uh, – they're more concerned they with, with things, you know, that may not be as good as, you know, football. Right, yeah, like uh, commitment levels throughout the team vary, whether that be like from seniors to sophomores or just in general because, um, you know, not everyone is at that level is really kind of required to put a whole lot in. It's yeah. more leaving it up to the individual and how much they want to dedicate to the team. Um, kind of going off of that, um, what about – because obviously you're in high school, like you play with a lot of your friends, but, you know, not all of your friends are captains with you, hold a leadership position. Um, talk about, you know, the challenges of being an authority figure in the locker room, um, kind of over your peers of your age group and your friends and what kind of challenges that presents. This was, I would say, one of our biggest challenges um, as captains, especially for football. Um, there was just a lot a lot of lack of communication and I would, I wouldn't call it outright defiance, but some, something along those lines, especially with the senior class. Um, and that's kind of inevitable um, with, you know, you, you've known these guys since kindergarten, they're your lifelong friends. And they're saying, Hey, like, I don't want to listen to you, CJ. Like, 
it, it is a hard balance um, to find. I'll let Cam kind of talk about how we manage that. Uh, well, yeah. So, like, like CJ said, like, I won't drop any names, but there, there were, you know, people in the senior class who historically, like, me and them just, like, haven't gotten along. There's not a whole lot of respect there. And so to now be in a position where, you know, I'm supposed to be a leader, they're supposed to, you know, not supposed to be, like, I'm not supposed to be, like, in charge of them by any means, but it's just that kind of leader and then teammate, you know, relationship was definitely tested a lot at times because some people just were, like CJ said, like, we're supposed to be equals. Like, why should I listen to you? And so we kind of, this year, it was definitely hard to to find out, you know, to figure out how we should deal with that. But I think we did a pretty good job. We we kind of just, um, I can't we, even really we would, describe what I we would did. Say, I would say we dealt with every scenario on, like, a case-by-case basis. And whoever we had to talk to, we would, like, text in the captain's group chat and say, okay, like, I'm going to talk to him or like Mason, you talk to him. And we'd have one person have a one-on-one conversation with that person. And the issue would be resolved, but that's how we dealt with it. I think we we did a pretty good job of communicating with that person on, you know, each specific time where that would happen. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough decision and it's always a tough decision. It's a tough place to kind of be in. I remember similar. It's just a lot about, trying to get them on the same page as everyone else, I remember. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, moving on, we kind of want to talk about the captain-coach relationship and how it really affects the team. So how, how do you feel that with football, for example, how is the captain-coach relationship for you guys there? Um, I, I would say the captain-coach relationship is a really interesting one for football, um, for Whalen football especially. Uh, you know, you have – such such a large coaching staff where we have like 12 guys on staff right um and coach p does a great job uh our head coach he sets up you know monthly meetings with the captains and um leaders in every grade where we can talk about like what's going right what's going wrong um and it's weekly once we're in season which is um which i thought was one of the most helpful things um in terms of the communication between captains and coaches was having those meetings every week um what about you Ken? um i i definitely think it was it was definitely interesting i think obviously captains and coaches have to have a, a good strong relationship because in in a sense you're an, an extension of of them when you're on the field and so there has to be that trust there that you're going to communicate exactly what they want you know in a leadership type role and i think for football, like it, I think it, we did a pretty good job, like staying with open communication. You know, CJ said like we had those weekly meetings, and yeah, I think yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, you just said there you're kind of an extension to the coaching staff in some points. So, where does it kind of this is kind of part where it kind of draws the line, but how do you mediate when the players are in disagreement with the coaches and what? How does your role really come into play there? I think the captain's role in that situation would just to be uh, be good at communicating between the two groups. You know, like, I think 
if a team as a whole is unhappy, it's very hard to get like a good solid point across to the coaches about like why they're unhappy and like what exactly happened there. So I think it's really important for the captains to, for the captains as a whole to explain what's going on and, and why things aren't kind of, why there's a disconnect there. Um, I think that's really important. I think that's the, probably the best way to handle that situation. CJ, what do you think? Um, so you said that the captain has to be a uh, extension of the coach on the field, which I agree with. But I think that the captain's role in the captain-coach relationship is also to be a voice for the players um, and for your teammates. So if, like you said, like if there are any issues going on with the team, um, it is the captain's job to, you know, bring that up with the coach and try to work towards a solution. Um, so it's, it's kind of a weird position to be in where you have to be the voice for your teammates, but also um, a voice for your coach to your teammates. Right. So it's like about finding that right balance between being a bridge between kind of one group who has one perspective and another group that has another perspective and just kind of, um, you know, having a responsibility to see both sides and value each perspective. Yeah. Great. Um, Yeah. Moving on. So, now talking about not within the team as a whole, but specifically within the group of captains, um, were there ever times that you guys weren't on the same page um, regarding, you know, a decision or a policy for the team? And if so, how did you guys navigate that amongst yourself? Uh, okay, so we, we had a, I think we had a really good captain group, us four. Yeah. There was, mm-hmm. We all got along. There was no, like, major rips between us, which I think was really good. And Definitely. You had, you had people with – but we had a good relationship, but we weren't all the same. So, so we, had, we all had different opinions on different things. We all, you know, had different views on everything. So it was good. Like, we got a lot of different, you know, views on how we should be leaders of the team. And I think every once in a while, maybe like little things, but it was never to the point where there was a clear rift between us. And I think that's something that we were cognizant of going into the season. Mm-hmm. Like, I think at one point we literally sat down like and said like, okay, like if we're going to be, you know, good captains of this team, like we all have to be on the same page. And if not, you know, we got to sit down and we got to talk about things because, you know, disorganization isn't good for anyone so to effectively lead a team that team has to see a united group of people Mm -hmm. um and so i think yeah of course we had our differences just because we're all different people we have different opinions but in the sense of what the team saw i think we always at the end of the day figured out a solution to it and and got that point across yeah i think that's super important that's something i've always thought and talked about with duncan a lot it's just you got to stay consistent. You got to be consistently yeah. together on each of it, each part of it. And whether there's disagreement before you talk about that on your own and hash it out in private, but then yeah. you come back to the team and you have to stay consistent with each other. Yeah. Just going yeah. off of that again, like I remember like there were times when, you know, I was a younger guy, you know, on a team and, you know, captains and leadership groups would kind of diverge and take different positions on things and, you know, naturally that just fractures the entire locker room because you're going to have guys that follow, you know, 
Captain A and guys that follow Captain B. And then kind of everyone's on different pages and kind of just implodes yeah. everything. Great, yeah. Um, what, what I would say is I, I, I agree with everything that's been said, but the what I would say is that we would not, like, have arguments about pretty much any decision in front of the team. We, we would do it all privately and then put on a united front, and whatever decision had to be made, like, all four captains would agree, you know, we're all supporting this, everyone's doing this type of thing, which is I think is very important. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Okay. All right, and now moving on to our last question. We ask every guest this question, similar to the first one, but who's a leader, who's the leader you look up to and why? Cam, why don't you go? Uh, CJ, why don't you go? <laughs> sure. Um, for me, it's a guy I've known uh, pretty much my whole life. Um, it's our co- one of our coaches, Ian Bonner. Um, he's just a hard worker. He's a guy who I've looked up to um, since he was my camp counselor in like you know second grade. He's hard working, hard enough worker in high school to become like a Division One football player. Uh, not he coached our youth teams in seventh and eighth grade, and he's just a guy who connects with you on a personal level. Um, and he has relationships with each and every one of his players, but at the same time, he's able to motivate a group and he I feel like he's able to reach the players who aren't necessarily like the stars of the show or you know those backups he he helps with the scout team for football you know he's just one of those guys who helps make everyone feel like they're valued like they have a job they have a role I think that's very important as a leader yeah I mean um something else about coach Bonner uh just kind of reminded me of something from the last dance what uh, something Michael Jordan said last night is that he never kind of asked uh, his teammates to do something he he didn't do himself. And just like, you know, when Coach Bonner's in the weight room, you know, mm-hmm. uh, getting on everybody to get in all their workouts every week, you walk in there, you know, he's, he's busting his ass too. You know, he's doing these monster yep. workouts himself. Three so, a day sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, that kind of connects there where it's, it's a, makes it a lot more relatable if you see him doing it too. Yeah. What about you, Cam? Um, I can think of a few different guys. I mean, I'm definitely going to agree with CJ. Like, Coach Bonner's had a huge impact, I think, on everyone on the football team. And, you know, he's the kind of he's the kind of coach where, you know, we're all in our stretching lines, you know, right before practice. And he just – he walks up and down the entire team, asking everyone how their day was, you know, talking about things, you know, that don't necessarily have to do with football because, you know, his relationship with the player, you know, goes past the game. Like, I still text him, like, pretty regularly. Um, and so I'd say he's definitely someone I look up to, but also uh, Coach Breslin. You know, he's he's one of the like the most like absurd people I think I've ever met, just because he's so he's so ridiculously like detail oriented and like so focused on his goals and what he wants to do. Like, like he knows, like he he tells us all the time, like if you're gonna do something, you might as well do it to the best of your ability. And that's something I really respect, just because. You know, there are days where, obviously, first day of summer, he's he's asking us to come in at 6 a.m. for a lift. And, you know, any high schooler is going to naturally, like, kind of be like, oh, like, first day of summer, like, I should be out, you know, at the beach or sleeping in for the first time in a while. And But, you know, you go, and then it, you should have the mindset of, okay, I'm here. This, 
I, I might as well put everything I have like into this workout. And I think that that's really good for, you know, keeping your, your eyes on the short-term goals to build to that long, more long-term success, because you should be focused on one workout at a time, you know, one sprint at a time, because, you know, without that, you can't really, you know, you can't really accomplish anything. Um, And so I think he does a great job of, of getting those points across and, you know, obviously he's just a great coach overall and he's someone that I really respect. Yeah. Just like total no nonsense attitude. Um, yeah. When it comes to like team goals, uh, individual goals and just kind of winning in general. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys. Well, uh, thanks for coming on and sharing your uh, perspectives kind of through the lens of a, of a high school leader and what it's like to deal with, you know, kids your own age, kids that you might be close friends with and kind of, you know, the challenges that presents and whatnot. So, um, yeah, good luck to you both uh, next year as you start playing college football. Hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully, of course, Ho- with uh, COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, you guys work super hard for it, so you definitely deserve those next four years of ball. So uh, good luck and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, boys. Thanks for having us. Hope you guys enjoyed hearing from CJ and Cam today. Duncan and I were captains of the football team when CJ and Cam were sophomores. So we've really been there for a long part of their journey, and we really got to see them rise to the leaders they are today, and they've really done a great job throughout that. Yeah, um, just kind of recapping uh, some of what they said. Uh, they talked a lot about how they're both like quiet, lead-by-example types as opposed to uh, the rah-rah guy. Um, you know, it might be giving speeches to the team or, you know, getting up in people's faces. Um, and so that really highlights what we were talking about in episode one, what Sean mentioned about how, how many different forms leadership can take. And it just so happens CJ and Cam kind of see themselves in a similar light in that sense um, and really emphasize the importance of leading by example with their actions for others to see and follow them that way. Yeah, I agreed. Another big takeaway that we took from this interview was the importance of being on the same page as a group for captains and um, CJ and Cam did a really good job explaining why that's important and really just how, how detrimental it can be to the team if they aren't on the same page. So it sounds like they did a really good job with that as well. Yeah, totally. Um, And yeah, they just talked about how, if they disagree about some important position in front of the team, how that can kind of fracture the locker room um, and things like that. So yeah, that's all we have for you guys today. Um, Don't forget to follow our Twitter and Instagram pages at the stride pod. I'm Sean Devlin. And I'm Duncan Stevenson. Stay tuned for our next episode dropping soon, but as always, we are the stride. Thank you.